The Chicago Bulls start the season off with a loss to the OKC Thunder. We're going to break down some of the things that went into that loss and the players-only meeting and conflict that happened after and during the game. We're getting to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod uh, on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, unfortunately, the season started off rough for the Chicago Bulls yet again with a, a loss to the OKC Thunder at home on their home court in which a game that, like I said, a lot of the concerns that the Chicago Bulls showed in previous seasons showed its ugly head. Inability to guard threes, a young scrappy team, uh, you know, going, uh, having a big run on the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls not responding to that run very well, uh, inability to shoot the ball at a high level for the Chicago Bulls, even though shooting uh, more threes, which they did do in this game, has been a focus. The Bulls didn't shot the ball effectively at all, right? So those things absolutely play into the Chicago Bulls just playing a downright bad basketball game, right? First half wasn't too bad. The Bulls showed a lot of a lot of positive signs in the first half, especially defensively. I was really proud of the defense that the Chicago Bulls played. They led in second uh, second chance points. Uh, offensively rebounded the ball very well in the first half of that game. Um, and with the first half, it just seemed like, hey, if the if the shots start falling for the Chicago Bulls. They can be right back in this game. And then the second half came. And the second half, things just completely blew up. Um, and, you know, the, the, the OKC Thunder shooting the ball much better. The OKC Thunder shot the ball at a 58% clip in the second half of the game, while the Chicago Bulls shot it at a 42% clip. Looking at three-point range, the Bulls shot it at a 31%. And the, and the OKC Thunder in the second half of the game shot the ball almost 58% from three-point range, going 11 of 19 in the second half of the game to the OKC Thunder. And once they got hot, right, Isaiah Joe getting hot, Lou Dort hitting a couple of big shots on the Chicago Bulls, it just, it never was really back in the Bulls' hands at that point. And this was a Bulls team that came out of the first half and started off the second half on a 7-0 run that erased a deficit and took briefly a one-point lead. But guess what? The Chicago Bulls led in the second half a total of one minute and 37 seconds. And after that, it was all downhill for the Chicago Bulls. A lot of the stuff that, you know, concerns me more even so than the shooting, right, was the the heart from the team. Once again, this team, you know, a, team, a young team gets out on a big run, and then the Chicago Bulls just seem like they get down on themselves. Their energy change, the execution change, the defense that we saw in the first half just did not at all come back in the second half of that game after the OKC Thunder went on a big run. It just didn't. So that's kind of... Those are the kind of things that really hurt. Outside of, like, Patrick Williams missing a bunch of wide-open threes, uh, all four of his threes were wide open. He didn't hit any of them, even though he was aggressive, right? We did want to see that. He was very much so more aggressive. And a cold shooting night from Zach Levine in the first half of the game. He goes 0-5 in the first half, even though he got to the free-throw line six times. Then in the second half of the game, he still goes 4-11, of 11, which still isn't amazing at all. Um, so, you know, those kind of things. He didn't get to the free-throw line at all in the second half of the game. So, that really changed him. Zach Levine only playing 24 minutes in this game as well, 14 minutes in the second half of the game. So, you know, yes, he was in foul trouble early, but those things play a part. DeMar DeRozan scores an inefficient uh, 20 points uh, on 20 shots. The team just overall in this game uh, last night shot the ball 41% from the field overall, while the OKC Thunder basically shot the ball 55% overall from the field. It's tough to win games when you do things like that. Yes, there are some, some weird foul calls at times, but 
I'm not even going to blame this one on the refs by any stretch because the Chicago Bulls came out and they lacked execution. They lacked uh, uh, fundamentals. They just didn't. The pick-and-roll defense is going to be always be a sticking point for this team. This, the OKC Thunder run a modified pick-and-roll offense, so it, 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 it was always going to be something that kind of gave uh, a leeway to expose the Chicago Bulls' defense. But like I said, in the first half of the game, the defense was overall solid, right? So it just it was a tough game for the Chicago Bulls, man. We even got to see some Julian Phillips, some Dalen Terry in this game in garbage time because the game was so out of hand, man. And it's unfortunate that the Bulls start off this the season this way at home, no less, um, on top of that. And, you know, the Bulls got some things that they definitely need to uh, to, to, to fix and work on, right? They got they have tons of it. And heart is one of the biggest things um, with this team that I would want to see this team work on and look to execute. Zach Levine even saying the team didn't have enough heart um, in the second half of the game. So it is what it is there, man. But there were some other things to come out in this game as well, right? Uh, Nikola Vucevic and Billy Donovan got at it at, uh, on, on the sidelines of this game. And afterwards, Billy Donovan had this to say. You hadn't touched the ball very much on offense. What kind of happened from well, I'd talk to him about it, but I mean, you know, I think he, whether he was frustrated not touching the ball, the way we were playing offensively, because I, I, I certainly could see it too. But, you know, like I told him, you know, I went, you know, listen, I, I've said this before, I think confrontation's good. You know, I think it's healthy, I think it's good, and I got all the respect in the world for Vooch, and, you know, he felt a certain way, and I kind of said what I felt, you know. Um, and, you know, he's probably not wrong for feeling the way he did. But how do you channel that in a way that kind of galvanizes the group and lifts them up, you know? And, um, you know, in the moment, you know, maybe I could have handled it better with him and maybe he could have handled it better both uh, with, with me. It wasn't anything disrespectful or anything else. I think he was just kind of frustrated with the way we were playing. And you know what? I, 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 didn't, I didn't blame him. I, I felt probably in line with him. But there's got to be a way that we can together solve those issues and those problems. And certainly in timeouts, those things are being confronted and talked about, but we've got to have more stamina on both ends of the floor doing what we're doing. And I think the confrontation piece is really, really good. And I think it's really healthy. I think it needs to happen as much as possible. Billy, I don't mean And so like you're saying that the confrontation and so listen, I get it that this this season has not did not start off in the way that the Bulls did they did not execute. They did not play as a team. And the one thing that we've been saying, and shout out to Steve-O, he's been saying as well, is how is this team going to respond once some adversity hits and they did not respond? That, that, that was asked of them in the first game, and they did not respond to it very well. They didn't play as a team. Um, you know, turnovers again in this game, not as bad as what, what I was thinking it was going to be coming into the game. 12 turnovers, but still, with that said, they did not take care of the ball very well at all. And so this led to everything after the game. And after the game, there was apparently a meeting amongst players. Billy Donovan walked in the locker room. He asked the players if they wanted uh, him to leave. They said yes. And uh, Nikola Vucevic said this about the meeting after the game. A lot of guys said a lot of good things, things that needed to be said. I think we can really use this to learn and change some things that we need to change. It wasn't anything crazy, no fighting and none of that. It was really constructive. It was maybe one of the first times since I've been here that this was like this, and it's really needed. And the fact of the matter is, yes, I get it what Billy Donovan said, that confrontation can be good, but it's more than just confrontation. You need to hold each other accountable, right? And so when you have, uh, you know, players that aren't necessarily the most boisterous, right? We've talked about that before as well. We talked about that in yesterday's episode. And, you know, Tory Craig and them saying that this is a quiet team, right? Um, 
And so you you want them to be able to voice their opinions. You want them to be able to voice their gripes. And you want them to go through it as men and as family on this team and work through what they need to work through. And so it's not going to come by everybody being quiet. It's not going to come by everybody sitting on their hands, being afraid to rock the boat, whatever it is. This team, I'm glad that they had it early. It sucks that it had to get to this point early, but I'm glad that this team had that type of, of meeting and that type of real honest conversation about themselves and everything else early on. It was important for this team to see that. It was important for this team to be able to have that conversation because, listen, this season can get away from you real quick, and we talked about how tough the Chicago Bulls schedule is. And so, you know, one of the things in this game as well, right, and even in Billy Donovan talking about conflict is good, him and the confrontation between uh, him and Vooch and things like that, the players asking him not to be in here. Billy Donovan sucks as a head coach. Like, let's just be clear. I'm still always going to say he's not a terrible head coach. But for this group of guys, for this team, you can be, they need more than that. And Billy Donovan's lack of, you know, understanding how rotations work. That was another thing in this game that you won't get from the box score. You really had to watch the game to see. It almost seemed like Billy Donovan was in a frantic state of just taking players in and out the game, in and out the game. And, and, you know, the moment something happened, like you took P. Will out when he was actually playing really good defensively. And then when you took him out, the, the Thunder went on an 8-0 run, right? And I'm not saying it's all because of P. Will, that nature of taking him out. We had a, we had, <clears throat> At one point in this game, we were plus 8 on the court when Drummond was on the court, but you didn't know. What was one of the things that I've been saying in this offseason that needs to come from Billy Donovan is actually coaching this team more, understanding when and where to have players in at, finding the right uh, rotations at the right time. Last night was not the right time. Both coaches went 10 players deep in the first half of the game. And the difference between Mike Dangno uh, is that he, it seemed like he was do, having the rotations and went 10 players deep to keep taking advantage of opportunities. Yes, he had a couple players in foul trouble, but to find the advantages, right? And then he built off that in the second half. Billy Donovan's lineup seemed frantic. Billy Donovan's lineup seemed like he's always trying to, uh, he's, he's, he's panicking out there. And so that's something as a head coach that he absolutely needs to do better. And as well as just identifying things. The fact that we couldn't get an entry pass to Nikola Vucevic is honestly disgusting, right? The fact that this team, like, I get it, the idea of just getting up more threes, but the, the fact that we didn't slow it down. There were times where Andre Drummond was getting us offensive rebounds. Vooch was getting us offensive rebounds. One of the biggest things that hurt this team last year in second chance points, we had second chance points in the first half of this game, right? We had quite a bit of it. But because we didn't take advantage of actually setting up some offense, we could have had even more. We could have had even more than what we did. And so that's it. In the first half of this game, the Chicago Bulls had 11 second chance points to the OKC Thunder six, right? Also, points off turnovers. The Chicago Bulls had 15 points off turnovers because we were executing in the first half of this game. In the second half of this game, we had eight second chance points still only to the OKC Thunders five. But we could have had even more than that had we slowed down and ran some actual offense at times. And we did not do that. And those are the type of things that you have to look at coaching. The, the misutilization of Vooch, the not uh, Zach Levine had a cold shooting night, but even not as many catch and shoots. I, ultimately, I'm not blaming this loss on any just one aspect, right? You guys know I try my best not to do that. I don't like blaming losses on just one thing. It's a lot of things that go into it. Zach Levine not shooting the ball well, right? No, Nobody, let's be clear, nobody on this team ex outside of Torrey Craig really shot the ball well, and Io DeSumo. No, nobody else shot it at a, at a really good percentage, um, overall, right? Uh, Nikola Vucevic had a 62%, uh, percent, but again, he only took eight shots, right? That's a big problem. You need to get your big man who actually was cooking against uh, Chet. 
You need to get him more shots, right? And this is the same old thing with Billy Donovan. We just, we got to the same old results. We just got to it in a different way, right? This team didn't play. A lot of people have you say this team played the same exact way. They didn't. There was much less isolations until the end of the game where, where DeMar DeRozan was just trying to make something happen. We didn't run a ton of isolations in this game. But we got to the same results. You know why? Because it's just bad coaching overall, bad execution from the players. There was just so much questionable from this team. And they really need to take a long, hard look at themselves. They play again tomorrow. We're at home, so we get to stay at home, right? And, you know, get a practice in. Actually talk, communicate, figure some things out. Because this is not the way that the season can go. Well, it can go this way. But you hope that it's not going to continue going down this path and down this way. But I tell you what, the players having that players-only meeting, seeing Nikola Vucevic getting to it uh, with Billy Donovan, I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying that Billy Donovan is going to be fired unless this team absolutely like stumbles its way to 20 wins this season. Then I think there may be a chance. But it needs to start being a higher focus on the fact that Billy Donovan's coaching, it's just not working. He's not getting players into the right position. Players are getting frustrated by that, right? One of the biggest things that Nikola Vucevic talked about before he wanted to come back here is talked about the way that he was used, and he was used even worse than last season. Even worse than last season. We couldn't, Stacey King called it out, we could not get a simple entry pass in to Nikola Vucevic to start this game when he had smaller players on him. Him and Drummond were cooking chat. That's something that you should have as a head coach taking advantage of that matchup until the OKC Thunder had to do something different, and you did not. Every time we took advantage of Chet, it seemed like it was by luck, by happenstance, and just by the the players understanding the mismatch, not because that is something that the head coach pointed out and realized is something that they could use to try to jumpstart their offense. So, listen, a lot of bad in this game, right, from a lot of people. I'm glad some people got their numbers. Kobe with 15 points in this game. Shout out to Kobe and four assists. I think he also had like three or four rebounds. Shout out to him. Don't want to take away from that. But this team needs to be better. And this team, and as Kobe White is trying to find his voice, one of the things that this team does need is going to need players to tell the other ones when they're fucking up. And so you're the starting point guard. You have to grow into that role. We have to be a more vocal and communicative team. We have to be. We have to be. It's no excuse about it. This team does not have the grit, doesn't have the dog mentality as a team to try to overcome not having somebody that's going to be vocal out there on the court with them. And so, like I said, it's a lot of things that's negative, a lot of things that we're jumping back off to, and Billy Donovan's coaching absolutely stands out in a big way. And I would not be surprised at all if the if when you have now players that are locked in, right? And I've said it before, this front office is going to have to make a choice eventually. Is it the coach or is it the players? Who who are you going to bank bank on? Because I tell you what, when you you now have Vooch locked into a long term contract, you have Kobe locked into uh, three years, but locked into a contract. You have Zach locked into a big time contract with still a lot of years left on it. DeMar, you don't have him locked in yet. Patrick Williams is still trying to make some decisions on. But as players now start feeling more safe in the fact that they know that they're going to get their money and they don't have to worry about the negotiation, going to the negotiation table anytime soon, the lack of coaching, the lack of awareness, the lack of accountability with the coaching staff sometimes is going to be used as a bigger sticking point. So, you know, overall, this team has tons of things that it needs to work on. This team has tons of things that they can improve on from the first game. And hopefully they get into practice and they get to work. Because I tell you what, Bulls fans deserve better. We deserve better than what this team gave out. To have a blowout loss at home to start off your season by 20 points. By 20 points in a game that you were in. You should have been in this game, right? And that, that, that to me is the thing that brings the most concern to me. That to me is the thing that makes me look at this and, be, and is more worried than anything else. Is the fact that, once again, 
you got punched in the face and you withered away and you and you took it and you you cowered. That's the thing, right? Show some heart. Show some fight. This team's body language changed when the OKC Thunder went on that run in the third quarter. Whole body language changed. And keep in mind, this was still a game that they should. They only got outscored in the third quarter by three. You still should have been in it. There was eight minutes left in the third quarter, and this team looked defeated. And then they go into the fourth quarter to outscore them by 11, right? But this was a time and a place where the, the Bulls had an opportunity to still stay in this game. You came out at halftime and went on an immediate 7-0 run and seemed like you were building up some confidence, seemed like you were going get, to get it going. The moment that run got responded to, you withered away. You withered away. And so it, it sucks that this is where we are with this team. It sucks that, you know, this team is, is once again – the, the frustrating us in in a lot of the similar ways, even though, like I said, they got they went a different path to get there. Um, and if you're going to shoot this, if you're going to want to be this high volume shooting, 42 three-pointers taken by the Chicago Bulls. You only made 12 of them. You have to be smarter in the way that you're going to go about trying to get them. So that's another thing. Now, Torrey Craig, shout out to him. He was three or four from three-point range. He honestly should have been four or four. Hit the side of the backboard on one of those. But, like, yeah, Io, two for four from three-point range in this game, right? So you you want to be able to execute better. And so this team really has to evaluate what they're trying to be and the way that they're doing. I, I like what they're trying to do, but it's the way that you go about it. When you're getting offensive rebounds and you get multiple on one possession, you get multiple opportunities, sometimes you just got to slow it down and run an actual play. And so that's some of the things that stuck out. The lack of defensive intensity uh, once the, the team got out in the big run stuck out, right? This team has to tighten up those things and those aspects of the game. And, you know, we'll see if they can, right? I have my gripes with Billy Donovan. Um, I don't want to act like I don't. You guys know. Um, and I do, like I said, even in me having my problems with Billy Donovan, I always try to make sure that I don't paint everything as being all on Billy Donovan because it isn't. But at the end of the day, when you have Zach Levine admitting admitting what he admitted, right? Talking about this team not playing with heart. Let's go ahead and play that clip now. Uh, I mean, we just we didn't uh, respond once the, they did that run in the second half. Um, wasn't a great showing from us. Didn't shoot the ball well. Don't feel like we played with enough heart. Um, you know, and that's on us. It's a terrible way to come out to start the season, but you know, it gives us opportunity to bounce back the next game. You look. Particularly explosive in the preseason, it looked like he kind of struggled in that first half. What did, what, what happened? Anything defensively, or just no? I just missed a couple shots. Didn't feel like I struggled. I got to the line pretty easily, and then got into foul trouble. Didn't get to play in the second quarter really. Um, and then you know just doing everything you could try to do to help you know get back to the game. Um, you know miss or make shots. You know whatever you can do to try to help. And we didn't do that collectively. Um, and it just really didn't look very well. Did, did Billy communicate to you that final 10 minutes? Like, was it just about the foul trouble? Or I asked him, he said it was about the foul trouble. We didn't want me to get my fourth. Um, you know, so understand that. You know, just try to, you just won't be on the floor. Zach, when you say the team didn't play with a part into game one, mm -hmm. why does that happen? No, it's, it's unacceptable. Um, you know, I don't think it's a thing that people do on purpose either. Um, you know, got to come together through those runs and. You know, go out there and make sure we make a game out of it. You know, it was a four-point game at a certain. I think in the third quarter we came out really strong, um, but you know we uh, can't let that happen. Zach, forty-two threes tonight. You all talked about taking more coming into this season. Did you like the looks that you all generated tonight? Yeah, we we got some good looks. I know I did. Um, didn't make them. You know, we're gonna keep taking them. Um, generated some good shots, but obviously wasn't enough. It, you know, some of the some of the lit plays and some of the looks we got. Um, wasn't really in rhythm. Um, 
it might not have been the right shot at the right time. So I think we just got to work on that because I think once you get down, you start forcing things. Um, try and do whatever you can to get back into the game, see what works, what doesn't. Um, you know, so at that point, the game it was a struggle. When you have your highest paid player, right, saying that, saying that they didn't respond once they had the run in the second half, saying it wasn't a great showing for them. All right, now what are you going to do to overcome that? What are you going to do now to pay a better respect to the people that spit, that spend money to see you guys at home? We now have started off the season the same way we ended it, looking terrible at home. This team has to figure it out. And you can talk about conflict being good for a team and all that rah-rah, hardy-har-har stuff from head coach Billy Donovan, but this team needs, deserves, and has to execute better going forward in this season. It just has to. And so, you know, I know a lot of Bulls fans are also asking the question, well, all right, are they going to play? Are they going to blow it all up now? Is this a sign? They're not. It's, that's not happening. But at the end of the day, we got some things that we need to work on. And the fact that we have a players-only meeting after one game, that Bulls are so frustrated after one game, they need to use that frustration to play better. And that's just what it boils down to. If you're frustrated, use it. Go play better. Go play better. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag going down on Saturdays and Sundays, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.